Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Also, you can check out the Ole Miss home team, hometown broadcast on Sirius XM Channel 191. You can hear the Alabama version on Channel 81, but you can catch David Kellum and the crew on Sirius 191 tune in for there that should be pretty good as well i'm here with tom vanderford how you doing tommy hey i'm doing great man i got a little i got a little allergy thing going this is the worst my allergies have been since 2014 that may give you a close uh uh clue on what my prediction today is going to be yes serious i i i'm with you i'm with you there um and we're going to talk about that in just a second but before we get started talking about Ole Miss and Alabama, you got to go to the Georgia Tech game. Talk talk, talk yeah. about your experience there. How was it, Tom? Well, it was wonderful. It was wonderful reuniting with a, a lot of uh, friends that I've missed uh, tailgating since, you know, my cancer diagnosis. And one of them, Chris Ham, if you're watching, gave me this cool hat. Oh, I like the hat. I really do like that. Yeah, that was, that was, that was awesome. And, uh, Got to hang out with the Sistrunks and and eat some good food and get some good hugs and it was just a it was just a good time. Got to meet with some other friends. Got to sit with my old group of people in Section C. Okay. So yeah, sweet. Yeah, very good for you, man. I'm I, I'm glad you got to go and you got to see Ole Miss beat Georgia Tech. You got to see um, Jackson Dart look really, really good. You know Jackson Dart is sixth in the SEC in rushing right now. Yeah, yeah, and he's, uh, you know, he's he's doing well passing. He's a complete player, and uh, he has a, a really good QB rating. Uh, we're very fortunate to have him. Yeah, and, and the more I watch him play, the more I ask if he's better than Matt. But we'll have that discussion towards the end of the year but just so everybody knows that's kind of where my head is right now after watching this first three games but if you look I've got this weird confidence before an Alabama game and and it makes me uncomfortable that I am this confident going into an Alabama game because I remember what it was like in 2000 and 2002 and for those that don't know Alabama beat Ole Miss 45 to 7 with a 3 and 18 one year and they beat him 42 to 7 um, with Eli so weird stuff happens in Brian Denny Stadium for Ole, to Ole Miss for whatever reason. But I have a weird confidence going into this football game. Yeah, I, I've told people at work all week that a lot of Alabama fans are like, y'all going to kill us. I said, well, yeah, I hope so. But uh, I'm 57 years old, and in my lifetime, we beat them in Tuscaloosa twice, mm-hmm. 1988 and 2015, so. But yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I think the team's ready. I think they got a chip on their shoulder. I think what Jermaine Burton said today will give them some locker room material. Oh, Jermaine Burton didn't say that. That, oh, that was a, that was a troll post. Yeah. Oh, that's a wonderful troll post. I fell for it. Yeah. Um. It, it's done on the same format as like the roll tie wire or whatever. Yeah. They, they did that, but it was an Auburn fan that did that. Um. But. Here's the thing, and this is the honest-to-God thing. It doesn't matter if Jermaine Burton said it or not because it's out there now. Right. And, and nobody is going to research that, so he might as well have said it. Yeah, I bought it hook, line, and sinker. 
Yeah, it, it, most everybody, because it looks like the roll tide wire or whatever that is um, background. Right. So it's pretty easy to be fooled, but I I think that was an Auburn person that made that, and they're they're enjoying bringing Alabama down, and Auburn's Auburn's feeling themselves at the moment. Yeah, yeah, they need to go ahead and enjoy that. Uh, yeah, they got a rough stretch coming up. Beating Sanford in a horrible cow team. Uh, just, just, uh, they wait until they play somebody and we'll see. Oh yeah. Saturday they go to college station. I think yeah. Texas A&M beats them and then they get Georgia. So they're, yeah. they're, yeah, they're about to go through some things. Um, exactly. But in this game, I was telling people all the time, Ole Miss, whenever Ole Miss has the clearly better quarterback in this game, Ole Miss wins. That's it's true. not very often that Ole Miss has the clearly better quarterback and it's not a guarantee that they will win. But when Ole Miss has a clearly better quarterback, their winning percentage and winning chances go up significantly. Like, like I'm a rocket science there. You know, it, it's crazy. And Ole Miss has clearly the better quarterback in this game. Now, Jalen Milrow is going to be fine. He's going to be a decent quarterback. He's going to make some plays, but he is not Jackson Dart. Alabama honestly does not have a quarterback as good as us. I don't know if the top three quarterbacks that Ole Miss has, if they wouldn't start at Alabama. The running back at Ole Miss is better than anything that Alabama has. If Trey Harris plays, the wide receiver, it's crazy. You can do that on the offensive side of the ball. And then you look at the offensive line. Our offensive line is performing better at this point than theirs. They have a true freshman left tackle. And it's just interesting to think about is like, you don't see Ole Miss and Alabama games with Ole Miss having this many advantages. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. No, 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 never. Even even in 14 and 15. So that, that gives me some confidence as well. Uh, one thing that I'm looking for in the game, especially, I want them to unleash Sunterian Perkins. Mm -hmm. I want him all over the field. I'm also looking forward to Caden Priestcorn getting some good quality snaps. I think that, uh, you know, gives us a, a, another dimension in the offense, um, in the run game, blocking, and also in the passing game. And I'm kind of excited to see Franklin. I want to see. I, you know, I, I really would like to see how he does. Okay. I don't necessarily believe coaches all the time you play 4D chess and they do things like that, but Lane Kiffin does some weird things. Um, and one of the things he does is the warm-up stuff that the media, those periods that the media are allowed to see happens inside the IPF and then they go outside. So what happens outside, nobody knows what's going on. People might claim they know, they do not know because nobody's talking about it. And on the inside, you can make the media see whatever you want them to see. 
you can put Zachary Franklin in a full go jersey, but there's no way that he's even practicing. Or he, you can have him limp in there whenever they're doing routes versus air and go out in the practice field and do relatively normal stuff. It, I, the point of what I'm saying is nobody really knows what is going on. We know what we think is going on and we speculate on it, but nobody really knows what the status of all three of those players are. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, it's it's just it's just absolutely nuts, indeed. So, you were talking about Suntarian Perkins in the run game, and I, I agree. I want to see Suntarian play quite a bit. I think that he has the athleticism to contend with a Jalen Milrow. Um, people might be concerned with what, what Ole Miss is doing defensively, and you do not have Johnny Manziel. Everybody's talking about spies. I don't, I don't think you need to do that with um, Jalen Milrow as I think about it during the week because you're not dealing with Johnny Manziel. What you right. want to do, in my opinion, is make him beat you with his arm. So I think you're going to see Ole Miss play a little bit of soft zone coverage, forcing Jalen Milrow to make individual covers, do not get beat over the top. Um, Russian blitz with outside backers from both sides. Like they do the three-man front with the two defensive end. One person's going to drop out and four is going to rush. And Alabama's sack rate, I think you can make Jalen Milrow out of the pocket and figure out what he's going to do. And then you just, you chase him. You you make them work. Because my statement on my show was make Alabama drive the field. And if they score a touchdown, say, hey, great, do it again. Yep. I agree. All right. Well, anyway, let's do some predictions for this week. Um, Real quick, let me bring up the banner um, so we can do predictions. Um, I've got the crossover banner open because I'm super good, and this is great podcasting. Okay. So our picks are sponsored by Stewart's Cajun Dill Pickles. They also sponsor our Friday shows. And we do a reader. What are you expecting to happen today, Tommy, or tomorrow? What am I expecting to happen? Mm. I think it'll be a slugfest for the first couple of quarters, and I think we'll make adjustments at halftime and pull away. Ole Miss 23, Alabama 17. Okay, okay. Well, real quick. 14. All right. There we go. That's the 23-17. Yes, That's sir. actually the play that Sinquez picked off of Blake Sims. Exactly. So, um, yeah, should be fantastic. I've got 27-21 as my prediction, um, and I'm going to stick with that. I think that if Alabama gets in the 30s, it's going to be problematic for Ole Miss, so the defense kind of needs to play pretty well. I agree. Um, but – a low-scoring game, I think Ole Miss can score too much for Alabama. And if you can turn them over, you'll be in pretty good shape as well. So uh, are you, you, you going to try and go to the LSU game? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to try to. It's a, it's 5 o'clock game. That, that kind of works for me. I'm here at Corinth about an hour and 45 minutes away. Okay. Okay. 
see us pick Milrow off once or twice. That would be nice. It it would be nice, especially early in the game, because I I get a feeling in this game that if Ole Miss can jump on Alabama, there might be a feeling that circulates in that stadium. It's like, oh, no, here we go again. Uh, And and it, yeah, it's kind of like the Mexican national team soccer, and they can turn on their team fairly quickly. I think that might actually be in the cards this week. The worst thing that can happen is for Jalen Milrow to get into a – rhythm and the fans and everything's get behind this team because a confident team full of four and five star players they're a handful they're always going to be a handful exactly but if you just go by what they've done the first three games you you know you can't just say that that's going to happen because it hadn't happened yet but we do have to remember the possibility that that could happen Anyway, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Oh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah I had that right. Um, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Tommy, thank you so much for joining us, and we will we'll talk to you in a little bit, man. All right. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.